1: it's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P.
0: Daniel Gindelsberger is a new and passionate writer who embarked on his writing journey in his 50s. His book, No One Dies Today, Bleeding Through the Soul, is a gripping crime story where Tim, a conflicted killer, unexpectedly finds love amidst the chaos of his life while navigating a war that has become so personal and cost both sides dearly. And Daniel is with us here just now. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well, doing well. It's a beautiful day in the Northwest.
0: Oh yeah, and I wish I could say the same about here, but it's a traditional British summer we've got here (laughs) so this book sounds like a fascinating idea really where this killer is kind of finding love what inspired that
1: unique this is the the second book in the series Um, the first one is (coughs) a long walk into the black hole and I'm working on the third book but the idea is that Tim our main character When when he starts out, he's forced into a life where he's killing people. Um, And the person who starts him on this journey, he doesn't have a choice. It's basically kill or be killed. Yeah. Um, Thinks that he's a psychopath. That's why he he recruited him. But as the story evolves, you learn he's not. Yeah. He's not just a cold-hearted killer, but... There are things in his life that cause him to not be affected emotionally by doing the bad things that he's doing. And
0: what kind of things in his life cause him to do this?
1: His childhood. He reflects back into his childhood and his parents really not being hands-on yeah. and him being afraid to build relationships with people. Um, So he he distanced himself or distanced himself emotionally from other people, except for his two best friends in the book, which are John and Shelley. Um, So with having his his brain working in that way. It makes it easier because he doesn't he doesn't develop emotional responses to other people yeah. like most people would until he finds the love of his life. So how did you go about
0: developing Tim's character and making him so multi dimensional
1: and authentic? Tim is an amalgamation of people that I've known throughout my entire life. <laughs> yeah, which you know I think most writers they they build on what they know. <laughs> so when I grew yeah. up, I used to hang out with a lot of bikers and a lot of weird people. So I've taken the best and worst parts of those people and built it into somebody who is um who's multifaceted who's who if you were to meet him on the street you would say that's just a normal dude but the deeper you get into where he's from and what he does you start to understand him better and you don't think of him as this killer hugely bad guy that you hate and want to just die immediately you understand where he's coming from and you realize that he's He's been put in a position that he's just trying to make it through day by day by day. So does the
0: reader feel sorry for him at any point? Or is it still kind of, he is a killer
1: and he's bad? In the first book, the idea is you feel bad for him, right? You you want him to, to be able to walk away from what he's doing. But as the story progresses, you start to understand him more and you understand that he's he doesn't want to do this, but he's actually good at it. Yeah. He has a skill set there that he's a smart kid. He's always had, been smart, according to the storylines. Right. And yeah. he he figures out ways to do things to keep people out of, out of prison, which is what he you know, he's been hired by the mob or forced to work for the mob. To keep them out of jail yeah. So he starts getting good at it So I've done a lot of research into How he's ending people Just to figure out how he can do it And and not go to prison
0: Now you're a relatively new writer So did you have any challenges When you were
1: starting work on this series? The first book was amazingly challenging I can tell you Um, It's a short book, it's a novella It's only 18,000 words And it took me a year Because I was constantly Going over it and over it and just trying to make it um, perfect, and then I realized after about a year that I needed to get it out there. I needed to to just self publish put it out there and let people read it and get responses. Um, so far, the responses I've gotten, I don't have a lot of reviews, but the reviews I have are very good. Um, yeah. And that led me directly into book two. Book two took six months and it, it, you know, it's over 60,000 words.
0: You mentioned that you're working on book three. So what can you tell us about that? And then after that, is there a book four or just even books
1: outside of the series that you're thinking about? Book three, in the end of book one, you have a, a kind of a cliffhanger, but it's not really book two ends with a cliffhanger and they go directly book one goes directly into book two goes directly into book three and you're going to learn more about the characters and who they are um there are things that happen that that aren't directly related to the storyline but they it gives you an idea of who they are because none of these people that are doing these bad things or at least the people that that tim with all the time are really bad people they're just trying to make it day to day Which, you know, it's very complicated at a certain point because you, you learn to, you start caring about the characters and then you hear about them doing something horrible and you're like, "Uh, should I really care about them? But (laughs) it's like, like if you have a, if you have a child, if you're a parent, your kid does bad things, you still love them. Yes. Now there's, there's a couple of other storylines I have working in the background. So once I do book three, depending on response, um, there may be a f- book for but there will be a uh, time allotted in between. Um, I have a sci-fi series I'm working on that's going to be different than anything that you've read about aliens. Mm. It's I'm going a completely different direction. And I also have a horror story that I'm on chapter eight on, um, which is it, it is a, a story about the church and exorcisms. But again, I'm trying to take it to a direction that nobody's done yet. Something that, that when you read it, you'll say, I never thought of it, but... I mean, when you when you're talking about horror, you want you want there to almost be a a glimpse of believability, right? Yeah, you, you know, do, you, don't you? You, you know, Frankenstein's not real, but right? yeah. you're like, but he could be. So that's yeah. I w- I want to give us this glimpse, this insight into maybe that is possible. Well, in the meantime, where are we able to find
0: the whole series of books that you've done so far for No One Dies Today? Everything
1: is on Amazon, um, and it should also be on the Apple Store.
0: Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to you. It's been great to have you here, and I look forward to hearing when the third
1: book comes out. Well, thank you very much for your time and talking to me today. You have an exciting day out there in England, and (laughs) try to stay warm.
0: Planning for your next trip? Host of Sounds of sound. The Toby Gribben Show